0: On this week's episode of the design driven life, I speak to Kristen Marquis of Marquis Media and, um, she is a exploding entrepreneur and has some really great insights on being an entrepreneur and building her brand and her business. So instead of a challenge this week, I'd like to impose, um, a share. We would love to hear any of our listeners or followers thoughts or processes, I guess, Um, of what they do to help set them up for success for the day. Um, Maybe it is a morning routine or an evening routine, um, but we'd love to know and hear from you. How do you stay focused on your purpose? Welcome, Kristen, to the Design Driven Life. It's so great to have you here, and I'd love to just jump right in and have you share a little bit about who you are and what you're up to. Sure. So I've been an entrepreneur
1: for, let's see, 2021 now, uh, 13 years. And I launched my first business actually out of my parents' bedroom. (laughs) Believe it or not, um, I actually had launched my first business, which was a PR firm, because I had lost my corporate consulting job during the financial crisis. Um, When I did get laid off, I was, I didn't know if I wanted to start a business or get a job, but I decided to take the plunge and do it. And um, the last 13 years have been absolutely incredible, a real roller coaster. I've had a number of spin-off companies come out from Marquet Media, which is Femme Founder, which is how we met. And um, you know, Femme Founder had grown from this tiny little blog to a fully integrated media company. And it's, we're actually starting the Femme Founder podcast later on this year. So we'd love to get you on actually. Awesome. I'd love
0: to be, I'd love to be on. Yes.
1: Awesome. So that's a, that's kind of who we are, but my background is primarily public relations, digital marketing, and analytics. And um, that's what my core business is now. And that's essentially what I do for my clients, which are in the
0: fashion, beauty, lifestyle, design industries. So uh, it's, it's been fun. So tell us a little bit more about how Marque Media works with their clients. Like, how do they find you? Um, What's the onboarding process look like? Does it vary? Or what's a kind of a typical um, introduction to beginning to work with you guys? So
1: interestingly enough, I would say over the last three years, I would say 90% of our clients have come to us through referrals, which has been great. So I haven't really had to do too much outward marketing for the agency. Also, a lot of kind of credibility and notoriety come from them founders, which is kind of works in tandem with Marquee Media. So that's a, that's who we've been, you know, the last couple of years. But early on, you know, I had focused on social media and SEO to the point where, you know, I became obsessed with ranking on the first page of Google. And, you know, from 2009 to 2013, that was my primary way of getting website traffic, qualified traffic, and actually turning them into clients. Um, The onboarding process now is, it's just very simple. After I have my initial discovery call or my strategy call, make sure that it's the right fit for us. um, Then what happens is I'll send them a questionnaire. You know, they have to fill out everything, make sure that we can provide extra value to them so that they can actually hit their first objective, second objective, whatever those objectives are, which are defined at the inception of the campaign. And we commit to a start date and then we start rocking and rolling. But interestingly enough, What I like to do is before the campaign starts is actually have a strategy in place. I like to get any analytics from them so that we can kind of tailor our campaigns to to meet their um, goals.
0: So what is the process like? Like what's the length? Do you bring clients on in your in the different brands and you have um, like, what's more the majority that you work with kind of a long-term strategy that's going on for like three to five years or are you doing rapid strategy to for special events? Like, you know what I mean? Like there's so different many different parts to media marketing and PR that I think, um, people like even myself, when I first started venturing into adopting PR firms and doing my own internal PR, it would get so convoluted with what's marketing and what's PR. So I'd love for you to share a little bit more in depth about how you guys, um, simplify that process and kind of strategically, you know, work on your campaigns long-term and short-term. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, it really different depends on the client's, needs. You know, if it's a New York Fashion Week event, you know, we need to get media to uh, collection debut, then it's going to be a short campaign. It's going to be probably four weeks leading up to the campaign and then four weeks after the event. Whereas if I have an author or coach coming on and they have a book coming out in six months, then it'll be a year-long campaign. You know, the same thing for beauty brands. You know, it really just depends on what the client's needs are. And our approach is very tailored to whatever the client needs. We never send out multiple pitches with the same angle to a thousand different media, I find that's just a really bad practice. Um, And I really try and pride myself on quality, not quantity. Um, I'd rather have a client at the end of three months have, you know, 10 really good features come out instead of 20 just mediocre ones. So we just try to take a very strategic approach with the client and just personalize our communication through every single point of the campaign. You know, we're in contact with our clients, probably like four to five days a week, you know, booking interviews, getting new pitching angles and really finding out what the media wants so that we can feed our clients to them appropriately. It's interesting. It's stressful. It's, you you know, (laughs) I have clients all over the world in different time zones. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're kind of working with different media and, um, it's, it, it, you work so closely with one another, you, you know, I really do become good friends with my clients. So the synergy and the chemistry has to be there and there has to be mutual respect, you know, and if I see something isn't working, I'm going to tell the client, if I get bad feedback from the media, I'm going to tell them exactly what they said. I don't sugarcoat things and I just, I think it's better to be honest and just be as transparent as you possibly can with your clients so that they can get the best possible results.
0: So I also work in different time zones across the globe. I'm curious what, and I'm sure other budding entrepreneurs out there in this more global world, which I'm super thrilled that, you know what I mean? It's one of the positive things that has come out of COVID because we were working virtually before and really trying to get people to realize that it's all about connecting with like-minded people. And there's an abundance out there of work Mm -hmm. and energy and money and whatever you could need in the world, there's an abundance. It's just aligning yourself with the right people. and so. What are some tips that you could share on how you guys manage those different time zones and those global clients?
1: Well, I mean, for us it's it's setting the expectation that, you know what, I'm only going to be available during these hours mm-hmm. and if you need somebody to be on call 24/7 in your time zone, then we're not the right fit for you. You know, I'm very honest about it. I'm very honest about what what I can do, because there's nothing worse than working with a client them expecting to get on the cover of Fortune or Forbes, you know, and that doesn't happen until six years after the fact. As a service provider, I don't care if you're a digital marketing agency, you're, you're an interior designer, you're a personal trainer, or you're a publicist like I am, it's your job to manage the client's expectations
0: what very, very well said that creating of boundaries, I think is something that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with because they have that pleaser mentality too, right? You want to get the business, you want to build the relationship. And instead of identifying those boundaries, they kind of try to take it all on. And they, they often fail because of, because of their, I don't want to say inability, but because of their sort of fear of creating those boundaries, I guess it would be. Mm -hmm. Um, And fear of missing out. Yeah, yeah, FOMO, right? Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> um, so, what would you say uh, within Marquee is like kind of your favorite part of the business? I'm sure you have a passion for all of it. And I know Fem Founder is launching. So, if you want to talk a little bit more, or no, it's, I guess it launched in two- 2017, 17. but yeah. Um, but if you want to tell us more about it being a media company, because I also saw that you guys do have also a lifestyle magazine. So, maybe you could share a little bit more about how you diversified and and what, how those different entities started adding on to the agency?
1: Yeah. So Fem Founder kind of started off as a passion project, just kind of helping other female entrepreneurs tell their stories because I really do think that we are underrepresented. Um, and then throughout the last, yeah, the last four years coming up, uh, actually. My goodness this this week is going to be my 4 year anniversary our 4 year anniversary of launching um we've become this fully integrated media company where we offer courses we're launching you know membership program based on what our readers and our subscribers requested throughout all those years so everything that we offer is very specific to our readership which are female entrepreneurs kind of in between the 28 and 45 age range and, and primarily service providers, you know, they want to figure out exactly how they can get a contributorship to entrepreneur.com or inc.com or Forbes.com. And yeah, you know, we, we put together all of those courses, all those resources. So they have them. Um, we also, on the other side of that, we have a number of sponsorships that we've had come out from different companies that are adjacent and complementary to the services that we offer. And then as an offshoot, I actually came up with Marque Media, which is uh, marquet-media.com, which I actually turned into a lifestyle website, Lifestyle Magazine, um, which is all about how female entrepreneurs can essentially live their best lives, you know when it comes to wellness and fitness and all that good stuff. And then the agency website, which was Marque Media, is now Company. So, you know, there have been a lot of iterations, a lot of pivots. This is where we've been able to really build our brand and get a, a strong hold on essentially where we want to go.
0: Yeah. How do you? I mean, I think that's really incredible. Congratulations on your growth and a really great way to really transform Create an all-encompassing sort of approach to all the different needs and and by creating it as a media company and and incorporating everything and making it more of a lifestyle brand I think it's really I checked out the website it's really beautiful and uh, makes me want to be a part of the community so um so well done um thank you So how, how do you go about, like, this is more like advice for um, entrepreneurs maybe in your, in your industry or not even maybe in design or whatever, or even in the subcategories if they wanted to build out, you know, there is some level of vision that they have to also have, but like, what are some, you know, teaching steps or again, more just, I think this is like kind of going again with more tips or words of wisdom for for going down that path of such an explosive growth and incorporating, going from kind of a segregated market to being a full media company. However, that translates to someone's industry, right. It might not be a media company, but
1: yeah, you know, I mean, I think it really just depends. It it all hinges on what your ultimate objective is. You know, if you are a service provider, you are an interior designer, You, you know, you own a fitness studio, a PR firm, um, once you have your initial, one, two, I would say like three or four niches uh, and you're actually running a profitable business, you know, when you have a full pipeline of clients, then you can look at expanding into other verticals. You figure out what is adjacent to your, to your clients and how else you can serve them. What else do they need? You know, um, if you are a personal trainer, maybe your clients need a health coach maybe they need some type of you know nutritionist set up partnerships set up affiliates i mean there are in this day and age with the internet and social media it's so easy to find the right partnerships get your name out there get your brand out there and expand so that you can you know have millions of readers or you know hundreds of thousands of email subscribers or you know, maybe two or three years of clients in your pipeline. So it really just, it all hinges on what do you want? What do
0: you want to achieve? Yeah, thank you. Uh, So one of the things I think that as entrepreneurs, when you know where you're going and the reason why you stay a lot more focused, it's easier to overcome obstacles. I mean, it's never easy, but you push through overcoming them and you're able to kind of say, Like it's anything else besides your purpose is irrelevant. So do you feel that you are kind of a purpose-driven entrepreneur and what, what drives your purpose and your passion for your, for your company?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if I didn't enjoy what I was doing, I wouldn't do it. You know, I'd be doing something else. I'm just that person. So everything I do, I try to do with purpose and there has to be some type of deliberate action behind it, for me and for my company, it's helping female entrepreneurs get their voices heard and getting their products and services out into the media, out into the world of, you know, this highly competitive online marketplace. Um, and seeing my clients actually get featured in Forbes or Anchor, or whatever, even if it's an industry blog and it makes them happy and it helps them achieve the first thing on their, you know, objective list, (laughs) it's going to make me happier because at least I know that I'm doing something to help somebody get from point A to point B.
0: I think too, um, like you, you know, your passion to help women, I imagine, you know, when you started, there was probably fewer than now today, women in the industry doing what you're doing. What sort of initial challenges do you recall maybe that, that, created obstacles for you that you had to really get clear on your mindset um, and what were some of the challenges and what kind of mindset did you kind of take on to help you push through and stay focused on your purpose?
1: Yeah. So as a female entrepreneur, there are always going to be challenges no matter what. But for me, it was finding a balance of being able to work You know, not 80 hours a week, not feel compelled to be at my clients, you know, beck and call. Um, And once I learned it was okay to have a life outside work and just work 40 hours a week, maybe 50 hours a week, depending on what I was doing, that the process of working became much easier. So it was just kind of conditioning myself to accept the fact that I don't have to work this much in order to become successful, make money and do all these things that I wanted to do. So, I mean, I think the mental preparation and thinking positively um, are the two things that I try to strive for whenever I do encounter challenges. You know, tough clients. I mean, I got to tell you, throughout the years, I've had so many difficult clients. And especially in the early days, and I actually learned that it's okay to fire somebody. If they're not the right fit for you. So now I, that it's now I have such a rigorous interview process. I have to, you know, I I really just, I, I have to make sure or try to ensure that my values and their values align, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's really important. I think a message to say that when you are overcoming some situations as not just a female founder, but any founder, but, you know, you do, there has been some additional hurdles, obviously, um, for um, just that gender bias, but really, again, aligning yourself with things that you want to do and people that you you connect with, because I know even for me, my industry, I have taken on projects, um, both in the FOMO world in the beginning and even still today, like not because of missing out, but because of that mindset of like, I can help you, you know what I mean? just get out of your own way. But, um, you stick with your gut feeling of like, like, I just know, like, you know, here's something, buddy, that might be a better fit for you, you know? And I think it's hard for people to say that because you think you're burning a bridge, but I think it's more important to be authentic and really, um, you know, have a, a really safe and comfortable way to communicate with your clients. So I think that's a really, a really great, um, a really great mindset to share. So I also noticed that you are a, a runner. Is that your your hobby?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I am a runner, and yes, that's my hubby in the background. <laughs> but yes, I, I am a runner. I've been a runner since seventh grade. And, you know, I try to get out as often as I can. This winter in New York has been particularly bad. So, you know, it's been kind of limiting. But yeah, every every opportunity I have in the morning to get out for an hour or two, you know, I try because that actually helps me set my day in the right fashion. So, you know, I can think clearly, I feel good, you know, not taking naps during
0: the middle of the day
1: and just to kind of push through and try and deliver the best possible product for my clients as I can.
0: Yeah. I just ask because I always like to find out how people do start their day and what are they doing to set their intentions? And I tried to be a runner for a little while, <laughs> um and I fail I just I just suck at it. I'm the slowest runner on the planet. Even my daughter will say she's like are you actually running? I'm like yes, I'm going as fast as I can. <laughs> um but with that question, um you know, to segue into um besides running, are there other things that you do? Any routines that you have both as an entrepreneur and as a wife that help you um that help you, you know, sort of get your day off to the right track or things that you end your day with. Um I always think it's really interesting to share people's habits and the things they're interested in because it relates to somebody out there and they could be like, "Oh, I should start doing that" or "Oh, that makes sense for me," you know. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. So, after my work day ends, you know, six or 6:30, phone is off, everything is off. Um and I just try and be present and spend time with him and have time with him because it's so limited you know um but it's putting your family first is one of the most important things that i find um that really works for us you know and also having that balance you know not working on the weekends spending time going shopping picking out furniture you know taking vacations in the non-COVID world, um, and just really making sure that we are a priority. Um, He's he's a partner in a law firm in Lower Manhattan, and he works crazy hours, but he does the same. You know, spending time with the family is, I think, the most important thing that you can do for yourself, as long as you like your family.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully you know, if they're your immediate family like them, but you know what, your family can be your friends too, you know, whatever you identify, um, just with as your family. Mm -hmm. So what else could anyone out there that wants to know about marquee media, what else should they know?
1: We, you know, we're a small group. Um, we're very committed to the clients that we work with and, You know as i said earlier it's just the synergy has to be there we're not going to take anybody that comes through our front door because what the hell good is that going to do anybody if i promise them the world and i can't deliver you know it's and i think that's the problem that a lot of companies have you know they grow too quickly they have all these people to feed so it's just they have to take whatever comes through their door i vowed never to be like that um it impacts you as the entrepreneur, it impacts your team, and it also impacts clients and everybody else on the periphery. You know, it's just picking the right projects and being smart about it.
0: Yeah, that's great. Well, I've really appreciated you and your time and getting to know you. And on our um, podcast, we just like to have these sort of introductory, like casual conversations to kind of get to the point. And I think that that it was super great to know you. Um, I think what you're creating and how your website is being presented with the topics of having the subject in the blogs about those topics, I think is super clever. It makes it really easy to find and navigate and really stay involved and, and, um, captured. So I encourage everyone to go check out just that, even that format and, um, get involved with you should they, um, have a need and feel, um, uh, and feel connected to you. And, um, yeah, I just really appreciate your time and congratulations on your success so so far, so far. Um, And I look forward to following you in the future and collaborating on other things and seeing what the future holds. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Awesome. Have an amazing day. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Design Driven Life where you get to create the world that you want to live in. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate and review our podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe for automatic delivery of new episodes. I am thoroughly loving our platform for our podcast, Budsprout. So if you are considering and you should starting a podcast, it's so fun. It's a great way to connect with people. It's not hard when you have the right partners. If you're looking for a place to host your own podcast, Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get your message out to the world. Start for free and receive a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up.